welcome to the Get Offset podcast. I'm Brian. I'm, I'm Emily. Emily. <laughs> oh, boo. We didn't talk about that, did we? <laughs> no. Andrew goes first. Well, yeah, I guess. Well, surprise Let's everyone. We've got... No. Okay. Aw. All right. That's funny. Fine. This is fine. I like this. This is organized... Well, disorganized chaos. This is just chaotic, but I love it. Perfect. Um, yeah. Well, anyways, welcome to the Get Offset podcast. We've got Brian on the show for the first few minutes, and uh, we've we're very excited about something we have to announce. Uh, Brian, Brian, who? Brian, Brian, uh, from Spruce Effects. Brian, yes. Dicknell? No, no, no. That's not right. Brian. No, that's just what everyone in middle school called me. I'm so sorry. That's okay. I got pushed in the mud once. I got called Harry Harris, which is uh, weird as an insult because that's actually my grandfather's name. Ouch. You're a lizard, Harry. <laughs> um, side note, I've always wanted to get a lizard and then name it Harry. And then just every time I see it, say, you're a lizard, Harry. I've, no, I don't get that reference at all. I'm pretending like I do. Harry Potter? No? Okay. No. Well, oh, Harry, like with an accent. Yeah. Ah, okay. My accent just sucks. I don't know. I don't even know what accent I was going for there. It just kind of happened. It was something something not my natural voice. Some people will appreciate it, I'm sure. It's probably not your best work, but... <laughs> uh, I, I could do better, but uh, that's that's thankfully not what we're here to talk about. Thank God. Uh, who, want, who wants to be the one to break the news? Anybody? I, I would like to say something. Okay. Do it. I'm... So excited uh, to announce to all of our uh, couple hundred listeners that we have been working with uh, Brian from Spruce Effects to put together an official Get Offset fuzz pedal. Woo! Yeah, baby. And it's called, drumroll please, the Mount Hood. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Yeah, so a little Pacific Northwest love for you because he already has a Rainier fuzz. Yes. Yep. Mountains are good though. Mountains are great. Yeah. Ugh, I'm so just beautiful. I'm just super excited about this unit on so many levels. I mean, I'll just kick it off. I'm very excited because I uh, I got to do the artwork for it and uh, and it's yeah, like great. It's great artwork, Andrew. It's and um. So we're going to announce this probably with a picture of it. But Andrew on did Thursday. a yeah on Thursday. Oh, so we're waiting until um a cup for a couple of days until we uh release the artwork. Yeah, so if you're listening to this, you get a you get a heads up. Yeah, because we love you and you're awesome Sneak and thank peek. you for listening. Yes. Um, but it's uh, should I describe the illustration or should I just let it be a complete surprise? I think a surprise. Okay, I think okay, the we're mount, gonna... the mountain thing. Yeah. yeah. Um I think I think what we we need to know before we talk about the circuit is that the the illustration makes it clear uh who belongs to which side. So I have a side and Emily has a side of this unit. And I before I go and take 100% credit for the artwork, I did the the sketching part of it, uh, but the font all three of us worked on and we all came up with I think a really neat looking neat looking unit. Yeah, and shout and, out uh, and shout out to the to the women and uh, just general folks in the She Shreds gear group who gave some really, really helpful feedback about the art and the colors and everything on, on the artwork. Um, thank you we, to those folks. Much appreciated. Do we want to say what color it is? 
No. I think it's the color of the year for 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 pebbles. I think it is. I think that um it's a it's a trendy color, but it's it's a color that I really like with gear because I think it goes so well um as an accent to black and I wear so much black. Mm. That's a good way of putting yeah. it. Yeah. There was a post from another podcast showcasing all of his this color petals. I wasn't sure if we were revealing it. Um, and I thought that was very timely and special. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I feel like if you're for, for the people who are listening to this, I feel like we've got to tell them what color okay, it is. Okay, fine. I mean, I fine. Can I? All right. No. You want to? Go I ahead. Get, okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no. Well, you you got to pick the I color did. originally. I got to pick the color. And to, to be and to be clear, this is the only run we're going to do in this color. Yeah. The ne- so this is this is going to be it for this color. I mean, yeah. you don't want to miss out on it. So, um, as some of you may know, um, Layla City is building me a guitar, and it's going to match the guitar that Layla's building me. It's also matching my boxing gloves and um, a very random offset I have, but it's pink, and I. Yeah. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, well, um, I think it was just last week, Layla and I were talking and uh, just the comment that someone made uh, about her guitar that she showed at the Vancouver Guitar Show. Uh, Of course, you brought a pink guitar. So yeah, of course, I made a pink pedal because it's an awesome color. And I think that a lot of people like that color. Um, And I just, yeah, I'm into it. It I think it's going to I'm I'm very excited that uh we decided on this color for the the first run of it. Hopefully just the I first run. I think it looks super sweet. Yeah, I do too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it looks great. So, and yeah, so that's what it looks like and uh we we mentioned it's a fuzz pedal, but it's more than that. There's two sides of this unit, so it's a dual dual enclosure. It's the same size as my King of Tone. So it's right around that uh, that size. We've got two sides of it. So there's my side. And Brian, do you want to explain what my side is? Um, why don't you intro both sides and then I'll go into the nitty gritty. All right. So the first side of it is a is a boost, but it's not a clean boost because I think uh, I don't know, I'm a firm believer in a pedal should do something very defined. And uh, so it's a germanium boost, and I've always loved the way germanium sounds. I just like that warmth. I, I've never, I don't know, it's just something I like. And so that's when we were talking about putting this pedal together, uh, and Brian was asking what I wanted my side to be. I mean, that's that's what I wanted it to be. It just sounded sounded right. So it's uh, it's just a very simple. There's only two knobs on that side. Um, there's a volume, and then there's a tone, and the tone is uh goes in reverse it start if it tones at zero it's super bright and then it gives you a little bit more gain uh and then some more low end as you turn up the tone knob yeah uh, so it's pretty straightforward and i'm super excited about how it works with the fuzz and we can get into that the fuzz um starts off as a triangle muff which is a classic 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 unit and but it, it's no longer that it it's if you look really hard, you can find some up sounds in there. Uh, I mean, they're there, but the vast majority of the different settings you can get out of this thing sound just monstrous. Yeah. So that's, that's kind of my brief overview. I've had it for, uh, I've had the prototype for a couple of weeks now and every time I plug it in, I'm just finding all kinds of new goodies. Um, 
Yeah, and I, I can explain a little bit more about some a couple of the neat settings I've got out of it, but I want to hear Brian talk about what the uh, the details are. Sure. Yeah. So the boost is sort of um, I think I don't know if this was an accident or not, but I just re- when I first started this gig, I really just got obsessed with germanium because um, it's a lot of fun to hunt old parts and find rare things and discover that some of the myths around famous things aren't necessarily true. And it's, so that's kind of like my, I think what I'm known for is germanium stuff. Um, and so I use this circuit often in, in my things, either as a standalone um, component um, or like a building block for some sort of distortion circuit. Um, and yeah, the tone control is cool. Like Andrew said, um, it's not technically a tone control, um, but that's how it behaves in this case. Um, and so it's just sort of which uh, it's deciding which frequencies to boost. So like Andrew said, on the the counterclockwise side, you're thinning things out and, on, and you're beefing stuff up when you go clockwise. Um, and yeah, um, so the boost is a circuit that's near and dear to me. And I think it sounds phenomenal with all kinds of different um, guitars and amps. Um, and Andrew has a, some really great insight um, that I think he'll share once we start talking about some sounds. And then the fuzz side, um, it did start as a triangle muff. Um, and then we kind of just went went for it, I think. I, we sort of talked about adding in, oh, this control. And then before we knew it, we had this eight control two channel toggle switch monster <laughs> and yeah um, so the um, the muff side how many that's got how many knobs six yeah i think yeah yeah six not including the toggle um right. and we'll talk about that um but yeah so it's it's got a three band uh, passive eq so it's got controls for treble middle and bass um and that's not super common on muffs, which is, I think, part of the reason why I wanted to explore that. I'd never explored that. The muffs that I've put out or played with have always sort of jumped off the normal muff, the mid-scoop tone control, um, and played with that. And there's a lot of cool things you can do with that, but I wanted to really open it up. Um, so you have essentially full control um, over um, the EQ, which is something that a lot of people don't like about muffs um, is that you're you either like it or don't like it um, and it goes bright and to muddy and this has that but also a ton of really cool stuff in between um, so that's I don't know if you want to talk more about that but that's kind of it and then there there is a presence control which is actually in the circuit it's after the last gain stage so um, it's intended to do what a presence control does which is literally make the sound more present i think that's where whoever invented this type of control came up with that they wanted to make um make it sound better in a band setting or cut through a mix um so there's some mids um elements to it um, but it also sort of can tame some of the harshness if you like to play it at some harsher settings um that was the intention behind it, but who knows what people will find. It's pretty versatile and flexible. Yeah, it's it's got a nice sweep on it. And... Yeah, and we've definitely, Andrew, shout out to him for um, playing with the prototype and giving some feedback and hacking into it a little bit. I don't know if you want to talk about that. That was pretty fun. 
but the pictures are not pretty by the time I got done with it. But it works. It, it, it works. I just, I, I, yeah, I didn't didn't have the right uh, soldering tip for my iron, and I went to the store and they were out, and so I just had this big giant tip on my iron that I was trying to get into the small space to replace a couple couple parts and just play with the the values on it, and I'm just trying not to burn everything else in there. It was. Yeah, you can melt through a lot of a capacitor's plastic before it stops working. Um, and don't ask me how I know that. <laughs> we can, we'll make some assumptions about how you know that. Yeah, I have yeah. some very ugly looking pedals um, sitting around the shop for that reason. So, but no, I'm really happy with uh, how how it sounds. Um, I don't know. I'm gonna just start off with the most counterintuitive sound that I've gotten out of this. Sure, uh, is uh, the cleanish tones. And if you if you just use the fuzz by itself, it'll clean up. But it'll um, if you bring the gain knob all the way down, or the fuzz knob, or um, just kind of bring that down all the way down, and then play with the volume a little bit, it'll it'll get on a single note. It'll sound a little clean. It won't have that fuzzy breakup you get with a single note on most fuzz pedals. But it sounds like a, just like a heavy overdrive. But you can get it a little cleaner. And this is where I think one of my favorite settings is uh, I. Uh, I turn on the the boost side of things and I drop the volume to just a hair above zero. Wow. And then I, um, so that way you're just starving the input into the muff. I'm just sending a really low signal into that. And then you boost up the volume on the muff side of things really up. And uh, you just, I've been getting some just beautiful um, like edge of breakup sounds into a clean amp that just sound phenomenal. Uh, running that into uh, like a light delay pedal, just tons of clarity and it's not at all what this was originally intended for but i just really dig it uh, no that's awesome that kind of speaks to the the clarity or the not the clarity the um flexibility of of combining two 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 circuits like this oh yeah i mean i could very easily uh, i'm this is a fuzz pedal that i could melt someone's face off and turn around and take it to a sunday morning church service and have no problem playing it so andrew will at church uh it will church uh, very cool and it will also gent. I also tried yes. that successfully. Um, it's, I mean, it's a fuzz pedal, so it's going to have that super loose. Um, not, I don't know. I, I couldn't get it to like this super tight, controlled uh, distortion kind of sound. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, golly, I could get some killer riffs out of it uh, when I just. I really like the. Uh, there's the two clipping switches, and if you bring the clip, uh, the clipping switch when it's pointed towards you, um, when it's flipped down has a lot more uh, has a little bit more volume on tap and it just it screams um, and that's that's the non-traditional um, that's not originally a muff right yeah so I can actually talk about that um yeah so the the, the diodes are just normal uh, muff diodes um, but then the 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 down position switches one of the clipping sections into um, red LEDs um, which sort of it they have different sort of um clipping characteristics and and like you said there is a big volume jump um and i think you know you can i think at certain settings get a little bit more distortiony overdrivey type sounds um yeah when i was doing like trying to do like covers from the my old metalcore band that i was in yeah some of my old songs i was using on the led setting yeah pretty good yeah, it's cool. It's just and it's it, just one of those. Don't ask me about the metalcore band because it sucked, and I don't ever want that <laughs> video to resurface again. Ooh, I'm gonna go look for that after we're done. Good luck. Yeah, and so it's just sort of it's one of those features that um, it it 
it lets you start from two completely different points. Um, and so I think some people or most people will find one that they prefer, but it allows you to sort of shoot off on a totally different tangent of playing with the other settings and in combination with the, the sort of bass tone. Um, so it's kind of a, just a neat, easy um, feature that's conveniently centered in the middle of the pedal. It is. Um, so, yeah, those are... I'm really excited about that clean tone. I do like how heavy it gets. Um, I do like how I can get a really compressed, kind of almost gated Velcro-y sound out of it, as well as a, um, just a sludgy stoner rock uh, kind of sound out of it. it. Just There's a whole bunch of sounds I can get out of it. And the EQ I find really fascinating. Uh, it, it's uh, very interactive. Yeah, it's all of the filters are connected. Um, so it's not going to behave like a graphic EQ um, or any sort of um, active EQ where you're boosting frequencies. It's all, they're all pass filters. So um, that, well, that, that threw me off when I first plugged, I'm like, wow, this, my initial reaction was like, uh, is this, is this okay? Cause I've never played an EQ. I I don't think quite like that. And the more I played with it, the more I realized that uh, that's not a limiting factor that, that opens up so many more doors because it's not just a simple blocking off all of your frequencies into three different groups. Right. Yeah, totally. Um, which actually this type of EQ first surfaced in, um, uh, Fender Bassman. Um, so if you're curious about those sorts of things, you can Google it and, um, it's obviously it's been adapted for our pedal, but, um, it's the same sort of principle. Um, and then Marshall copied it and Vox copied it and um, probably a bunch of other people um, for amps, but it works great. Um, and it's um, simple and intuitive, um, but also, you know, very flexible. Very flexible, very, uh, very responsive. And um, I guess the last note, speaking of responsive, is I've been running it through um, a bunch of my different guitars and uh, with my small little collection I've got going, no two guitar has the same pickup configuration. Nice. And just across a wide range of pickup configurations between soap bars and P90s and single coils and humbuckers, just it's just taking everything beautifully. Awesome. Um, I, I definitely made sure to run it through the gambit before giving it a thumbs up. And cool. I, I could not be happier. So, yeah, I think, I don't know, is there anything more to say about this before we, um, I think. I, I, I mean, do we want to talk about any more release details? Like. Thursday, all of our lovely Instagram followers are going to uh, get a call to enter a contest. And that's going to work, I think, a lot like our um, Mezzo Effects Ohm contest. So if you're listening to this, uh, join our Facebook group for um, details on how to get a bonus entry. Heck yeah. Ooh, yeah. Bonus. And then, Andrew, do you want to talk about the sales schedule? Yeah, uh, so they're going to go up for sale on Thursday as well. And if you happen to uh, buy one and win one, uh, we can talk details after that. But then you'll just have two great pedals. Uh, but we'll, we'll we'll do the announcement mm-hmm. for the giveaway on Thursday, and we'll announce it next week. And uh, so that'll be exciting. Uh, and then I think, uh, isn't don't we have a someone doing a demo that's like a full-length demo that's going up on Thursday yes, as well? that is, yeah, that's happening. So um, people will be able to see it via our Instagrams and every other channel that we show some cool pics, but also um, Demos in the Dark will have a full run-through 
Um, and if you are not familiar with um, Ryan's work, you should check him out. He is an absolute monster and amazing person to uh, work with. Monster in a good way. I hope that didn't sound like. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Honestly, one of my favorite demo channels that I've learned about in the past couple months. Yeah. And he's based out of Minneapolis, so you know he's a good person. Yeah. Because you know what they say about Minneapolis. No. No, I don't. It's so cold that it keeps the bad people away. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's so cold so cold that the politicians keep their hands in their own pockets. Ooh. Mm, I don't know. Didn't they elect um, Jesse Ventura for governor? Um, I don't know if that... Yeah, maybe. But that could also be because of the first thing that you said about Minneapolis, that like nobody wants to go there, so maybe there was no one else running. (laughs) I'll tell you what, um, I've I've been to Minneapolis, and it is, oh, I love it. It's one of my favorite places to visit, and not just because one of my favorite people and one of my favorite, a couple of my favorite bands are from there. Prince. I was gonna. I was thinking the hold steady through the first part where I said that, and then I was like, "Oh, also Prince, also replacements, also Husker Du, also Minnesota Bob Dylan, yeah, lots of lots of great music out of Minneapolis." Yeah, and Ryan is a great musician in Minneapolis, so he's yeah that list. And there are great pedal companies in Minneapolis. Quite a few, actually. Well, anyway, yeah. so that's that's kind yeah, of sorry. The, uh, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the brief overview of what we've got going on for the, the release. <laughs> if you're from Minneapolis, uh, maybe you can get a second entry, but probably not. Um, <laughs> yeah. Or if you know, or if you know Ryan, maybe you can get a second yeah. entry. I don't know. And, and a qu- I'm sorry. A quick note for anyone who who does buy the pedal on uh, Thursday, uh, those will ship in just over a week. Is that right, Brian? Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's right. They, I mean, they might ship immediately, but they it also might take about a week to to get them out. But I am currently right. building them, so mm-hmm. they are being made. Oh, the I guess <laughs> the last probably one of the most important pieces of information is this is our first run, and it's a limited run. How many in total are we selling? Are you asking me or Emily? Uh, I mean, I know the answer. I just. <laughs> We're selling, I believe, ten. Yes. Uh, ten or eleven. I ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. I think we had eleven because. Yes, we're doing. No, no, no. I think it's ten. Ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. Ten or eleven. We'll have to double yes. check this red sheet. <laughs> um, but there's only a handful of these going out, and this the plan is for this to be the only time we're doing it in pink. We'll do it mm-hmm. in another color every other time we do this. Yeah. Uh, so next time Andrew gets to pick the color. <laughs> I do, and I already know what I'm going to pick, but I'm not going to share mm-hmm. that. I'm what. I want Emily and Brian to be on the edge. No, of the no, no. I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I don't think you can beat pink. Well, it's the first Boom. one, so you won't it, be able it's to. But you can't. One. Yeah, I, I think that um, it was made for pink, and you can fight me on this. I'm going to agree. Yeah. Well, that'll be a conversation for another day. All I know is these look <laughs> amazing. I, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just so proud of this project. So. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to play with it. And just like, uh, again, before we go, Brian, uh, thank you so much for being on this crazy, weird little pedal journey with us. Um, yeah, I'm no. sure we were, I'm sure we were super needy nah. and needed uh, a bit of education, but. Uh, I learned a lot also. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think that we've made something that is just really cool and unique 
and uh, I hope uh, people agree. I think they will. All right. Um, anything else you want to say before you peace out? Um, nope. I think we said it all, and I'm, I can't wait until Thursday. So. Same. Sounds good. Cool. All right. Thanks, Brian. All right. See you later. Bye, Brian. Yeah, so let's get into the topic. Now that we've talked about Mount Hood, can't wait for that. Um, But we can't talk about that the entire episode. So, uh, Emily, what are we going to talk about for the rest of this one? Um, Let's talk about Booth Babes. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Everybody's triggered now, officially. Um, I mean, yeah, I mean, if if you're just like incensed at the idea of booth babes going away, you might want to cover your 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 little ears. Well, no, 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 no. Let let's keep your ears open. Like let's, okay, yeah. let's have an honest, ugh, an honest and open conversation about this kind of stuff. Because you know, there's no point in trying to tear each other down to reminding each other what terrible human beings are. Um, yeah but no like let, let's have let's have a decent chat about this i've got some thoughts about it i know you have some thoughts about it uh, i'm a dude so it comes from a very different perspective and you're a lady and that comes from another perspective um <laughs> but first, yeah um uh if, if you're listening to this and you're not sure what we're talking about uh nam was just a couple weeks ago nam is the twice a year gear expo that's um, super cool. Everybody gets to show off all their cool toys that their companies have made. Uh, everybody goes homesick, and I think sometimes tacos are made. Sounds like a really great time. I actually have yet to go, but uh, I'm planning on going to Winter Nam next year, and I'm trying to figure out if there's any way I can finagle Summer Nam into my schedule this year. Yeah, same. Um, would love to go to Nashville. Haven't been. But anyways, that's... Uh, so that's that, and Booth Girls is um, a tactic that some companies use uh, as they put ladies in their booths who are uh, attractive and as Let, eye candy. Let's just say what they are. Um, they hire models who don't really have much. Okay, so let's let's de- yeah let's define booth babes um, because having a woman at your booth isn't um, necessarily like a bad thing i mean no it can be a great thing um and it can be an effective thing but yeah but a booth babe is essentially hiring a model um to stand at your booth with the idea that um a beautiful woman will attract the men um and this is a weird thinking and gosh just a lot of respects one you're you're assuming that um all of your potential buyers and customers are heterosexual men well i don't know um, about you when i when i see some new gear i want to walk up to someone and say hey baby how you doing you want to sell me a pedal <laughs> yeah and that, then sorry that just sounded really creepy i apologize oh, it to everyone so creepy I apologize to my mom i apologize to my wife i apologize to everybody i know for that just sounded really weird coming out of my mouth yeah but basically uh they're models who likely haven't been briefed on what the product is so can't really talk about it um so yeah i i think that um it's just it's been such a historic kind of marketing tactic that 
it just has never disappeared. I mean, you think about like old timey car shows and they always had the ladies holding the placards or whatever. I really don't know on the weird little like rotating um, platform kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But um, a booth babe is not just a woman at the booth who is either a sales rep or knowledgeable about the product, an owner, um, an employee of the company or a musician. Uh, like you can have um, two women at a booth and they can be dressed exactly the same. And if one's a model and one's a musician, they're not both booth babes. And mm-hmm. I just want to go ahead and say there's nothing. I don't think there's anything wrong with modeling or being a model. Um Per no, se, not at all, not at all. Like that's a respectable industry; it has its place. I, but whether or not it has a place at a guitar expo like Nam, in the way that I don't know, I, I feel like companies are taking advantage of that. To I, I mean, it, okay, I'll, I'm still thinking. I'm gonna go back to thinking. You, you keep talking. I think that if you are a company that sells clothing it's fine to hire a model i think you can have models um with guitar straps uh especially if you're trying to appeal to women but you don't see like uh, hunks i don't know i can't off the top of my head think of a fun alliterative alliterative way to say um a booth babe who's a dude a what hulky hunk hogan's oh no no that's all i could think of Oh gosh! I've let you down, and now you've got an image in your head you can't get out. Not Hulk Hogan, man. My brother did some of his uh, T-shirt artwork. Oh, fun! Mm -hmm. That was also a friendly reminder to myself that I need to never give up my day job to do impressions. Oh yeah, definitely don't do that, Andrew. Uh, um, or podcasting, but (laughs) um, was me. Yeah. So, um. I just, I'm just surprised that um, people still use booth babes because, like, I've seen studies that, sh- as a marketer, I'm surprised because I've seen studies that just show they don't really work. Like, yeah, they're going to attract a certain type of man um, who is not necessarily your buyer. Um, and they are making you look um prehistoric perhaps maybe too harsh of um a way to say that but you're turning off um an enormous part of your potential audience you're not just turning off like women who feel objectified you're turning off the the men who uh, gosh not even like the woke dudes but just the guys who are too shy or just don't want to walk up to a a, a pretty scantily clad lady for whatever reason you're it's it's not good marketing and then those you know this the women don't understand the product because that's not what they were hired to do they weren't hired to understand and explain like why this phaser is the best phaser um yeah they just weren't trained to do that they were trained to stand in front of the booth and uh, attract just a very specific type of person all right so i hear what you're saying and i'm going to i'm going to step into some uncomfortable shoes here for the sake of a thought experiment 
because uh, this is a, this is a question that I know a lot of really well-meaning dudes um, that I love and respect uh, ask when this kind of topic comes up in terms of uh, where is that line on letting a model do their job and hiring them, employing them, and that's their job, their choice, and where's the line of we're taking gross advantage of uh, the human figure? And it, um, like, how do we? F- like the I guess the question more succinctly is uh, that's this woman's livelihood is to be a model and whatnot and why why is it not okay for her to do her job what where's the line of female empowerment and not body shaming <laughs> well again it's it's like it's I said not... it's an uncomfortable question but uh, just some, it's something I've heard a lot of people ask I feel like it'd be if we're gonna talk about this it, it, we should address that. Yeah, well, uh, to begin with, um, the the truth of the matter is most women who are models, um, they're not models for the rest of their lives. They're models for a while. I used to work at a um, – I used to have a client that was a Formula One racetrack, and they have uh, their racetrack grid girls. And like most of those women, it was – like a one-year contract and they were going to school and stuff. And it was kind of how they helped to, to pay for their school. Um, yeah. There are women who become professional models and that's great for them. And I'm happy for them. Um, I just think that you need to, to consider, gosh, I just, everyone wants to go straight into um, the, the, the part that really gets people fired up. Um, and like that it's objectification and, you know, maybe, maybe it's objectification. Um, it's, it's, it, it sort of depends, but again, like as, as a professional who, um, you know, works with small budgets often, you have to look at what's going to be the most effective spend of your money. And that ain't it. Like, not for not for selling guitar pedals, and I don't and like and to to get into um, the idea that if these women don't get this one NAM gig, that uh, their livelihoods will be destroyed is you know ridiculous. Um, well, and I don't think that's the argument either, yeah. though. Um, and I mean, it, it's not about this one gig is going to ruin their missing. This one gig is going to ruin their career. It's more of a, uh, I, I think the, that sort of question is based in the whole, well, when, like, why do you guys get to pick and choose when it's okay for a woman to like, what qualifies as empowering women, what empowers as uh, objectifying a woman, especially if it's completely consensual. I mean, clearly the women are being paid. They signed up for this. Um, no one's forcing them to do it. Uh, and so why, what, and the other part of it for me is, I mean, sure, it could be a bad business, business decision. And, uh, there's plenty of companies that make bad business decisions. Do I feel the need to go after them and tell them what they're doing is wrong? No, not really. I mean, they're, they're big kids. They can sort that stuff out. I mean, Gibson made a decade of bad decisions and they finally booted Henry J and now they've got someone who seems to be turning some things around and. Uh, I wasn't at NAM to see the booth, and so I haven't seen any of this year's lineup, but I've heard nothing but encouraging things. For their sake, I hope they do well. But my point is, I mean, that's their business decision. And so I'm not really interested in talking about whether or not it's a bad business decision per se, because that's not, I don't know. Does that make sense? 
Yeah, I mean, you really want to. You seem to really want to get into the the meat of um, can like a woman objectify herself? Is it objectification well, if she's a willing participant? Well, I, I guess it's hard for me to answer the question without kind of breaking character of playing devil's advocate here and kind of sharing what my thoughts are. So why don't I just share some of my thoughts on why it's not picking and choosing when it's okay and. Um, yeah, I'm really curious to hear that because honestly, honestly, it's a topic that I don't like to get into um, a lot just because I feel like you need so much time to kind of explain it because um, to me, it's, it's, you know, it's a little bit late and uh, I, there's some words I'm trying to think of that just aren't coming to me. But um, yeah, I'm really curious to hear your thoughts on that. Yeah. So, I mean, I'll share my thoughts and my disclaimer before I get going is I don't pretend that I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I've had all of these thoughts completely thought out and I can justify everything that I say. And I'm perfectly willing to admit if you point something out that I say, that's kind of off, hit me with it. Like I'm here to learn and I'm here to kind of banter and not to have all the answers. And so that's where I'm coming from. So apologies ahead of time if I come off as sounding dumb. Um, but so here's, here's more of my thought. Uh, it's, it comes down to what is the heart of the matter and, um, what, what motivation here? So if we're talking about the topic of body shaming and women in modeling, and if they're modeling for something that's, uh, about showing off things in a way that's empowering, um, so like for clothing or, um, Instagram model or whatever. And that's more about speaking to this narrative of girl power and um, women are awesome. And uh, there's nothing to be ashamed about with your um, people of all body types. And that's the narrative that you're trying to speak to. I think that's something that I can get behind and say, yes, that is good. I like that. I like the fact that that's, those are the kinds of values that I want um, people around me to espouse. This, this is the, anti-shaming the um the the sense of community support um the the the, we're all in this together um just to kind of paint a brief word picture and so that's when i think of the whole like anti-body shaming uh and female empowerment that's kind of what comes to my mind now when we're talking about booth girls uh it's it's not a matter of are we empowering them or not because i don't think a company that's hiring them is thinking to themselves hey, you know what? I feel like empowering women today. And I happen to also be selling things for my business. And there happens to be some very interested buyers who would be more interested, I think. And maybe I'm wrong because it's a bad business decision, but maybe there's some people that would be more inclined to buy if they saw a pretty lady at my booth. And I think if that's the thought, I guarantee you no one's thinking, I'm going to hire some booth girls to empower women. No one's thinking that. They're thinking that because- they they want a profit and i think that's where we cross the line of it's all it all comes down to intention for me yeah. if i go up to a booth and that's what it's about and 
then BS. Uh, you don't tell me that that's about women's empowerment, and don't tell me that I'm cherry picking because that's that's not it. I mean, we it's it's very transparent when you break it down like that. I think. Yeah. Uh, now, if we want to have a booth that just represents a lot of women, because women are one of the fastest, or n- not one of they are the fastest growing demographic in this industry, and you want to appeal to a lot of the newcomers to the scene, and this is just. Great. Bring them on in. Bring in women who are knowledgeable, women who are uh, that stand out in this industry, that are committed. And it's not just about them being a woman, but it's also more of a rounded trying to paint this narrative of we're all in this together. There's no shame. We want you to feel safe and welcomed and included. And I don't think having booth girls there that don't know what they're talking about that are clearly there as eye candy. That's not that's not give, giving any life to that narrative. It's doing quite the opposite. And so I think if people want to say that this is what they're about, then they need to to show it with their actions. And I think it's important to note, like you made a good point that someone said like that it's the person who's running that booth who makes that decision to hire those models. It's not like those models, like they, they want a modeling gig, but they're not going up to, a, you know, a guitar pedal company and saying, I really want to just stand in front of your, like, they're, they're, they're not the ones right. who I believe are, in what you're doing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It, that's not what it is. They, you know, believe in the exposure and they believe in getting their paycheck. And I think it's important to remember that um, when we're talking about uh, the objectification of women, to, to really break down that word, and it it literally mean, it literally does mean um, perceiving um, a woman as an object, not as a person with like depth of feeling, and to know what's not objectification. It's not objectification to see a woman and think that she's beautiful. Um, it's not objectification to, you know, tell a woman she, she is beautiful, though really maybe you shouldn't. Um, just read, right, that, read the, the room. The context, context, context. context just it, re- it's all about that, that first, the root of the word objectification. It's yeah. object. Yeah. Um, so to, to know what it is and what it is not. Um, if you have a hire a model to stand at your booth, as a prop, that's literally objectification because she's not there to be a person. She is there, as you said, for eye candy. And that is, um, that's where the problem lies. Right. And the, and all of that to say, like, sure, there's like, I, <sighs> people are going to say, oh, well, they're, they just happen to be a beautiful woman. I'm not, I'm not thinking of them in in a pervy kind of sense and sh- oh, okay uh do i really buy that that's why they got hired though no but no. um something that i brought up earlier is the this the idea that the model consented to signing up they're there willingly uh and so uh i guess i want to follow up with that last little bit uh that i talked about with uh, my thoughts on whether or not like the women are like objectifying themselves for instance or like what the deal is going on there oh that's not Uh, a thing well okay well (laughs) hear me out on this (laughs) i think here's my deal we all take gigs we've all taken a gig that we didn't necessarily want to do like i took a job in high school because i need the money did i care about the dvd rental store is that no um that wasn't necessarily a, a an establishment or a job that degraded me or uh it wasn't a job that degraded me it wasn't a job that got in the way of my value sets um but in the same way that 
if a model's taking a job like that and they know they're being grossly taken advantage of and they're just kind of doing it for the money, I mean, you've got to know that all the guys that are going up and be like, hey, baby, how are you doing? Like, they just feel really uncomfortable with that, I would assume. Uh, um, I mean, probably. I mean, I think that, like, they, I think that uh, there's just different kinds of modeling. I think that, you know, um, like clothes modeling, I, I, I mean, I don't think you would expect or want someone to come up to you and, and, and be like that. But I think that sometimes depending on what it is, like it, you just can understand it's part of the job and there are lines that are not to be crossed. But um, yeah, I think, I think by and large, maybe just leave, leave people who are working that kind of job alone. But you know, well, I mean, that's just a, a basic shred of human decency, I think, but um, un- unless you're seriously that, uh, yeah, just that's a pretty basic thing not to be creepy like that. But I, my point is, and maybe I'm completely off base here, but the the picture I have in my head is they're taking the job because they feel like they have to or a gig is a gig kind of mentality. Yeah. And they don't have the financial budget to be able to pick and choose uh, their gigs based on whether or not it's uh, good for them on a moral level or they're not they can't afford to just take only the gigs that are not gonna objectify them well or to, to, and like i just i don't like, know i, I feel that's, weird saying that because i'm not a woman and i've never been in that place of yeah do i have to do that and i think that's it would be unfair to then take it a step further and say that they're selling out to use the definitions of, that we brought up in our episode on selling out because no. i think that's take, that's taking it way too far i think uh, but i want to like Tell me more about what you think about that. Well, yeah, like I don't, I don't think it um, is is necessarily correct to say that like <clears throat> these women don't have a choice to like, and they need the money and blah 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 blah. Like there, like plenty of I think most women who model get into modeling because they want to model. I think if you're modeling as a you know, frankly, as you, if you're a booth babe at a can, large show like Nam. Um, then that's probably you know a pretty nice gig to have um, for for what it is and like if you're a, a grid girl for Formula One though I don't think they do that anymore even um, that was you know it was uh, considered a it's considered a really good gig to have um, yeah you're 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 a prop and and you get that but you're still autonomous and objectification has to do with the removal of that autonomy and you can't really remove your own um autonomy in in that way i mean it's a job it's an i mean if if you think of modeling as acting it it sounds a lot less bad and it really is sort of i think in the same um in the same world in the same realm um you, you know i it's like that's why i hate getting into that argument about um, objectification and uh, self-objectification because you know I don't th- I don't think self-objectification is a thing. It's something I've weirdly been accused of um, by prominent people, but um, it like I just I, I think that you were right, and I think that the heart of it is really when you said you know um, nobody is booking booth babes to whoop sorry my cat literally just ran into my microphone um sweet uh yeah nobody is hiring booth babes to empower women they're just relying on that argument later uh as gaslighting just straight up yeah i mean yeah 
And I, and that's why, think- to me, the bigger issue isn't that it's objectification, which I think it often is, um, because they're you're using women as props. And, you know, I think that's messed up. Um, I think that, and you know, it really makes me mad that I have to think about arguments this way about like, you know, it's just like, I feel like you really need to nail it down to what's going to make the most sense to people because what's not going to make the most sense to people, not all people, sadly, um, that you should, you know, not objectify women because as you said, um, people have arguments against that. Uh, it's why I focus on things like it's bad business. You're alienating literally half of your potential market. You're completely stagnating right. your own growth. Um, if, if you continue with these practices, because you know, yeah, there, there are women who don't mind it. Um, there are women who, like it, uh, you know, to each their own, but by and large, the bulk of the women I know, um, they, they don't like that kind of thing. It, it skeeves them out. It makes them feel unwelcome. Right. Right. Well, okay. So yeah, I mean, something I've been saying for a little bit to piggyback of what you're, you're saying there is, um, looking at it from a business perspective, of course, it's, it's just a dumb decision because, the studies are showing women are the fastest growing group of people in this industry. And so it just, it makes no logical sense to me why you would off put that group of women, but I wholeheartedly agree. I, I, I hate the fact yeah, that. Yeah. But that's why you, that's why I need to make the argument like that because these people, if they're not thinking with their hearts and um, if they're not thinking in terms of like women as people who should just be respected, if they're think like dollars are what's going to matter. It's why um, if you ever get into an argument with someone and they just start saying that you're offended, you're offended, it's because that's just like it, uh, that's just a way to argue. And it's a way to um, clear yourself of blame because it's not your fault that someone's offended. It's like it's kind of the point where when I when I've when I'm like getting at people who are doing things that are frankly offensive, I make a point to not say, this is offensive. I am offended um, because they're just going to use that against you. You need to not bring um, emotion into, into these kinds of arguments or you're never going to change anything. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's really hard for me to hear. I mean, it's easier for me to detach myself and to think of it logically because I'm not a subject of this conversation and I am very much looking at it from an outside perspective, but I I don't like the fact that we have to talk about this industry in terms of dollar amount. And yes, it's a big, there's a lot of big business in here and yes, that's great. But the idealist in me wants to be able to say, Hey, this, some of our favorite parts of this industry, as we've talked about before is this, uh, this community, everybody's invited that we help each other out. We, I mean, we talked about with Matthew hoops about this idea that everybody just kind of helps each other out. And yes, there's money to be made, but not everybody's helping each other because there's a dollar to make. Yeah. There, we, we help each other because we help each other. And there's, I mean, I think that extends past just the helping. And I think, a lot of sections of this industry are doing a great job in just being inclusive and to bring everybody into this community feel. And I want to see more of that. 
this summer, Nam, I want to see the the booths that people are hiring booth babes at. I kind of want to just see them ignored. Like, yeah, I don't know. Is that mad of me to say? Just like, hey, like, why don't we just not walk into the booths and let's go give our business to the people that are driving this industry forward in these kind of really healthy, positive community ways? Because yeah. I think that's that's the path ahead for a healthy, growing industry is for us to all have that community mindset. Yeah, and I know that you and I have talked about privately. Um when when we're talking about like specific offenders just to not name them because we don't want them to get the attention because you know some of them are doing it for the attention which we've made the mistake of in the past but well well we didn't know like that was yeah that was a developing situation that happened very suddenly Um, and just got uh way weirder as as time progressed very weird yeah um Unrelated, beta fish are really, really cute looking. Are especially, they? especially beta male fish. Aw, I love, <laughs> I love beta male fish. Just kidding. I don't um. know. Is the is the beta male okay? Let's not get into that. Um, <laughs> I don't, I don't want that uh, part of the internet <laughs> mad at me. I mean, they're already mad at me, but I don't. Yeah. Good. Um. Uh. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. um, all right but yeah i mean there's let's let, ignore them let them let them die quietly all yeah. along their corner of nam I, mm-hmm. I mean not literally die like i don't wish that upon anybody but just let their bad business practices wither right. up i i i just want to see a better better community and I, I guess that's a lot of what this podcast is about is we're trying to offset the status quo here and maybe we're just maybe we're just really over ambitious in what we think we can do but yeah. I, I think starting this conversation is really important so mm-hmm. um, and continuing I mean, it because like not just taking up arms every once in a while when something obvious hits but to look in kind of at the deeper part of some of these issues is something I really look forward to to doing um as as we get into more episodes because I know a lot of really great guys in the in the the gear world who when that obvious stuff hits they don't hesitate to to shut it down um but when things that are you know less obvious less softball um come up it's a little bit more of a battle well not that we're necessarily I mean, I don't feel like I'm necessarily battling. I just, I want to have this conversation. Like, let's talk about it. And so, I mean, you're listening to this right now. If you're hearing what I'm saying, I mean, join our Facebook group. Let, if you've got questions about anything that I said or Emily said, and you want uh, just, hey, you said this, but what about this? Um, like, just come ask the questions. Like, even if you, you think that we're going to completely disagree with you. Just ask the question. I mean, this is all about starting a conversation and we promise to be respectful to you as long as you're respectful to us. I mean, we can completely disagree, but let's have a respectful conversation about this kind of stuff. You know? Yeah, because I feel like so many things where people just get, you know, real hot and mad. It's just it's just a misunderstanding. You know, uh, you know, com- communicate. Communication is hard. Um, so, yeah, sometimes it's a misunderstanding and sometimes it's a disagreement, but um, yeah, I just want to echo what I, I said earlier is I don't pretend that I have all the answers and I've got my thoughts, but they're not 100% thought out. And so if you've heard, heard something that I said and you're like, Hey dude, uh, let's backtrack to that. Can you, can, let's talk about this some more. Like just bring it up with me. I, I'm super cool. 
Okay, that's a lie. I'm kind of dorky, but I can be cool. Uh, just chat with me. Chill. That that kind of cool. Relax, bro. Yeah, I'll do that California. Gnarly, bruh. Yeah, just just good vibes. I don't know. Good vibes. Yeah, yeah huh. I, I just, I don't say gnarly like that. I just say gnarly because that's yeah. how we say it in California. I don't know. <laughs> Dope. All right, well... I think that's about all the thoughts we've got for this. I know it was uh, just a, as we went kind of conversation, but let's continue this conversation. Let's not let it end here. Yeah, absolutely. And, and um, keep an eye out on our Instagram page, join our Facebook group. Cause we got some cool stuff coming. Yeah, we got uh, today's Tuesday. So two days we're going to officially launch the Mount hood giveaway. Please share with everybody you know. I want to see everybody in the planet get tagged. I want to make that blow up because it sounds so good. <sighs> I'm um, so jealous that I haven't played mine yet. I know. I, I, I'm i staring at mine right now, and I spent my afternoon uh, very much upsetting the neighbors. So, neighbors, <laughs> if you're listening to this, I apologize, but only sort of half-heartedly. Oh, yeah. And with that, uh, good night. Good night. Everyone, or good morning or wherever you're listening to this. I hope you're doing well. Yes. And looking forward to the conversations we're going to have. Yeah, me too. Uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for understanding. Again, this is Get Offset, and I'm Emily. I'm Andrew. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.